turn off my metronome because holy shit. Yeah, Great. Okay. And then three, two, one. Cuties to Queens, Quests, and Tropes. My name is Molly. You should hopefully know that by now, unless you're new, in which case, my name is Molly, and I'm here with my best friend, Alyssa. And guys, it's happened. We are bringing you the episode that lovingly you will not shut the fuck up about, (laughs) (laughs) which is Crescent City Fan Theories. We are here. We are ready. We're we're Um, doing it. We're we're doing doing it. We are doing the damn thing. So, you know, we did our episode of Akatar Fan Theories um, several weeks ago. It was a hit. Mm -hmm. You guys loved it. We loved it. We had a lot of fun with it. And since Crescent City 2 has come out, it has been a consistent request. And both of our DMs, as well as the podcast DM, where's the episode? Where's the Crescent City 2 review and fan theories? Well, we're happy to tell you, Alyssa has finally finished the book and we're here. So... She's done it. She's finished the book and we are finally here. Um, While Alyssa was finishing the book, the number one thing that I was focused on doing was pulling together all of the fan theories. So I will be acting as our master of ceremonies. Yeah. Um, Alyssa has probably heard some of these on the internet, but I have have brought forth quite a list. So Alyssa will be kind of reacting in these with me in real time as I'm, I've got, I've got quite the list, man. Some of these... Goddamn. So I'm excited because because our last theory episode, we both came to the table with theories, right? And then we kind of Mm -hmm. bounced off of each other with the theories. I have concocted my own theories from reading this, but I have done no other outside research. Like I've seen posts, I've seen TikToks, I've seen, you know, those things, but I've done no extensive deep dives for theories. So I'm going to come at you with what I'm thinking and i'm here to listen to what you have brought to the table because i know it's a lot um this is very very obvious ladies and gentlemen but i'm just gonna say it so nobody comes for me this is your very fucking obvious spoiler warning for all things crescent city both house of earth and earth and earth and blood earth and blood and sky house of sky and breath so both crescent cities this is your spoiler warning, and while we're at it, it's probably not safe if you have not read Akatar or Throne of Glass either. Yeah, because we, we're coming for all Sarah J. Mass. If you have not read all of Sarah yeah. J. Mass, you're not safe here. Unless you like the yeah. spoilers, unless you are like me yeah. and you like them, then Jump welcome. On <laughs> Jump on in. <laughs> Otherwise, back out now. Otherwise, back out now. Get out now. <laughs> last get warning. Out now. Get last out warning. Now. Last last warning for spoiler spoilers. Clearly, so many spoilers. Um, so we're gonna clearly we need to talk about the fact that the last line of that goddamn book ends with Bryce trying to teleport to hell because, as we have all learned, the Asteri are evil. They are yeah. secretly like siphoning energy off of everybody in the planet. Yep. They're actually invaders, mm-hmm. and they need to bring down this entire regime. So Bryce teleports to what she thinks is hell right. to summon the help of the demon princes, who, go figure, they're actually good guys. 
Never met a prince of hell I didn't like. Right. I will just tell you that right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we also have, uh, it's a bad situation for all of our bunnies. Uh, Rune has been captured. Hunt has been captured. It's been made a slave again. Yep. Um, tattoos back on. Just devastating. <sighs> Heart wrenching. She goes, ah, that was the worst part for me. Like, I, I'm sad about Rune, but like. I don't even like Hump that much. I just really don't. Sorry. Like, he can stay with Bryce and shit, but I just don't really like him. But reading I, about that tattoo going back on I was think we, I think we feel this way. We we both have this feeling with all of Sarah J. Mass's main men. They're great. They can stay with their main women, but they're not our favorites, right? Like, uh, Reese isn't our favorite. Rowan yeah. isn't necessarily yeah. our favorite. Like, we're kind of here yeah. for the himbo side character man, but, like... yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way with the Hunt. L- I'm not sold on Lorcans, Hunt for my the own. The Lorcan, the Cassian, the runes the rune. of the world. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to... And then obviously she does not go to hell. She right. accidentally teleports to Valaris and she ends up in the townhouse with Azriel and Amarin and Reason, Feyre, Cassian, and Nesta. I want to take a pause here before you go on with your theory. And yes. we all know the fandom didn't just skim on past Azriel oh. whipping a, a blindfold out of his pocket, okay? We all were like, <laughs> homie had that just stashed away in his back pocket for just any old time. <laughs> Caught that one. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say it's because he's kinky, but he is the spy master, so I feel like that's a maybe, maybe not the craziest thing for him to have on hand. I guess it's fair to say we still don't know how Azriel fucks. Um, we said yeah, this about the, the when we went through Crescent City talking about that we don't know how Hunt fucks, so we couldn't rate him yeah. on a boyfriend scale. So that is fair, but also I would like to tie it into the kinkiness of the whole situation. (laughs) You're like, but I just want to go to sleep tonight thinking that homeboy just has uh, blindfolds on lock because he's kinky. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. So all of these theories that we're just that we're going to go through kind of operate under the same presumption here, which is clearly that all of the worlds, both Throne of Glass, Akatar, and Crescent City, are clearly in the same universe. Right. So this is our this is our Marvel. We have everything happening in the same universe, just on different planes, on different mm-hmm. planets, mm-hmm. whatever you want to pick. But basically they're all in the same universe. Because we know this, there's a couple different theories as to how we know this, even though Throne of Glass has not made a direct appearance. When Aelin falls through the worlds in Throne of Glass, we yep. know that she sees Starfall. We know that she sees Akatar. Yep. And then because of the fact that we know that Bryce ends up in Akatar. Yeah. You know, if, if you can get to one, you can kind of get to the other. So they're exactly. all connected. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, when Bryce has that big final conversation with the Asteri before she jumps, goes to the Portal of Alaris, they talk about their history. There's a bit of a villain monologue where we get a little bit more tidbits about how the Asteri ended up there. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how all of the Fae used to be one race. Mm-hmm. And they, um, there are some Fae that came from animals and were shifters. And a, the one big theory is that is clearly referencing the Throne of Glass Fae. And that's referencing the Throne of Glass universe. So we've got this theory that not only obviously did Aelin fall through and you've kind of, a, if Bryce fell through, then Aelin, you know, then those are two connected. And then also this reference of Faye who originally had all these gifts with animals, that being the Throne of Glass Faye. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing, too, is clearly we can't loop in one series without the other series, right? Like, I feel like, I mean, I guess technically she can do whatever she wants with her series. But, like, I feel like you can't loop in Reese and Favor in the inner circle and not pull in Aelin and Rowan. Like, I just feel like you can't do that. I don't know. So I don't know how she's going to tie it in because clearly she's going to throw us for a loop somehow. But they're going to show up. Um, especially She's with this it. little this little hint hint here, they're coming. <laughs> Chef's kiss. So, and this has been a popular Akatar theory for a while, but it's really being driven home with Crescent City too. I think the other one that I think is is pretty cool is that the jail in the mountain mm-hmm. is actually the Dusk Court, because everybody knows that Dusk Court is missing. Mm-hmm. from Avatar, there's mm-hmm. been this missing court theory for a very long time which we did talk about i'm pretty sure in the Avatar theories episode yep so everyone is really mentioning that the jail is actually dusk court which is like caught in this weird middle ground that got caught in a time space continuum kind of rift okay and that's actually where dusk court was supposed to go yeah now this we will link all of these theories in the podcast description yep 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 so this is from reddit user WBH19 was their username. So they said, I am obsessed with the idea that Thea was the High Lady of Dusk. Because Thea is the one who they mention um, that Adian was in love with. Right. And that that's, she sparked that whole rebellion. So someone said, I'm obsessed with the idea that Thea was the High Lady of Dusk, which means that Bryce might become the High Lady of Dusk. Uh, Sarah explicitly talks about, in Crescent City 2, Bryce's nails being painted in the color of Dusk. Mm. So crazier things have happened, but there's a really good theory that obviously the Dusk Court is the jail. That's the last court. It got caught kind of in between worlds when portals were opening and closing, and that Thea... Uh, was the High Lady of Dusk. And then the similarities that people are seeing between Bryce and Thea, I mean, the Adion, is that Bryce could be the now High Lady of Dusk, which I love personally. I would I would also love that. We love a strong moment for all of our main characters. So if Bryce just came out, not only from, you know, starting out as the uh, half-human trash to then uh, High Lady, seems like a proper proper arc for our girl right it's a good arc i yeah. like it i I'd, would like it i'd like that i'd like a high lady title for bryce um <laughs> another thing that this user said was it makes there's it makes sense that when we're talking about valaris like okay well well aelin fell through to valaris and yeah. bryce fell through to valaris like yeah. this is quite popular as a fucking like goddamn train depot for portals yeah, like why yeah. is this why is this happening yeah. um why is valaris like platform nine and three quarters and um there's a commentary about how reason has a massive constellation map in his new study and then valaris being the city of starlight so there's enough star connotations around valaris to if we're talking about these portals to worlds and like stars to other galaxies, like it kind of, there's there's enough star references to Valaris beyond it just being the night court, obviously, that make people think clearly it's some sort of hub where there's some reason that portals can are opening up and people are coming through. Or maybe it's which essentially like it could potentially be the base. Like Yes. That's where they all started. And then 
somewhere along the way, for whatever reason, wormholes or rips got created and they shifted outward. And that's why they keep coming there first is because that's where they all originated. Yes. I don't know. That just came to me just now. I have no wonder. I like it. Quote for that. I like it. I like it. Um, this one is fairly, fairly obvious. I've seen, not fairly obvious, but we've seen people talking about this quite a bit. This is a popular one is that Amarin is the seventh lost Asteri system. Yeah. 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 Lots of people talking about Amarin being Asteri. And it's, be, it says that the Prince of the Pit swallowed the seventh Asteri serious whole. But what if he didn't? Perhaps that she didn't like what the Asteri stood for and swallowing was a method of dragging her into Perinthian. There's a good theory that maybe that was her out. Um, when Bryce first speaks to Amran in House of Sky and Breath, uh-huh. Amran says no one has spoken that language in this world for 15,000 years, which is interesting because it is also said that the seventh Asari sister was swallowed by the Prince of the, Fit, Prince of the Pit 15,000 years ago. So the timelines match up. I, I think that was brought, um, that specific theory was brought even before Crescent City 2 came yeah. out. Um, yeah. Was that, I mean, I know when we talked about Akatar fan theories, we talked about the horn being in the trove, which we now yeah. know. Factual. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. that was another one that came up. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I think we talked about it off the podcast that Amran mm-hmm. was part of the Asteri. And it would make sense based on her uh, powers mm-hmm. that yep. she had before. Um, well, it says... She doesn't feed on first light, obviously, but she did drink blood, which is something of a powerful thing in and of itself that is most of the time taken unwillingly. But also if we think so about what we light, know. But it is like vampiric of taking energy off of someone in nature, yeah. And also now that we what we know because of the bone quarter, what first light actually is, mm-hmm. it would make sense why the equivalent is drinking blood because the first light is essentially essence of souls and and humans right and so or not just humans but any being yeah beings and so the equivalent in this universe since they don't have the bone quarter any longer is to just drink their blood straight from them right yep so here's the question okay that i this is this is probably my favorite theory because i thought i thought about this and then i saw somebody else on the internet thinking about this so clearly now i feel validated so (laughs) when bryce sees reasoned yeah when bryce sees reasoned Mm -hmm. she thinks that it's rune right rune yeah she's like this guy looks exactly like rune what the hell yeah um so we know that rune looks just like reese with you know except he's got tattoos and longer hair and blah 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 right here's the thing i think that that has something to do with reason's sister now, I know she apparently died and Tamlin swears he put her head in a box and there's always kind of been a mystery about his mother and his sister's death and like, yes, Reason found them. So like, we do know they're dead. Like I'm not, I don't think that his sister's secretly alive anywhere. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think that there's, well, I think that there's a chance that maybe in some way that like his sister escaped and then shoved through some sort of unsuspecting rift or his sister maybe had a kid that he didn't know about, also somehow got shoved through a rift. Who knows? Because Rune is said on multiple occasions to look more like his mother. So he doesn't true. look like his father. True, so it says true. that. It says that Rune looks exactly like his mother, and Rune looks identical to Reasoned. And the missing genetic link there would that is most obvious would be the fact that the Rune sister. 
would be if Rune was Reason's nephew. And I think that that makes sense timeline-wise because my question is, okay, well, did they go back into time or forward into time? Like, is it is like time the same or is she also time traveling when she goes through rifts? I think the time is linear. Right. It would make sense. It would make sense if like 30, 40, 100, because they live long lives, if it was like 100 years prior that everything went down with Reason and his sister, that that's when the baby escaped or she escaped or whatever. But like... I'm telling you, I think that that means Rune is Reason's nephew. So here, okay, so if we, um, if we think that um, Amran came from Crescent City, right? Yeah. Then the timelines would have to be the same because they matched up the 15,000 years. Right. So that would mean they were linear. If yes. she's not part of the Asterian, that's not factual, then time could be whatever variation that she creates it to be. Now, mm-hmm. Rune is what, 75? 80? I think so. He's under 100, right? And because yeah, he's, he's under, under 100, 100 I'm sure. because yeah. uh, freaking Hunt is like 200 and something. And mm. he's significantly older than Rune. No, Hunt's like. I thought Hunt was like. A thousand years old. Because uh, he lived through he lived through the whole rebellion. He's two hundred and thirty-one. Just kidding. <laughs> so so he's about two hundred and thirty-one years old according to this. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hunt's younger than that. Um so Hunt's yeah. under a hundred. Or right at 100. I, I think he's 70 Rune. something. Rune. Rune's Rune 70 is, something. Yeah, on, yeah, Rune is 70 something. So this would still timeline work out if it yes. did have something to do with Reese's sister. Yeah. So timeline, if the timelines are linear, which we're yeah. thinking they are because of Amran, then mm-hmm. that would still line up with Rune being. Reese's nephew. Yes. Or even potentially inter- a long lost child. He could be his brother. Could be his brother. Like, could I don't, brother. we don't know what happened to the parents before That's they the were thing. married. We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what happened to Reason's parents. So it could be that that is his baby brother, or it could be that it's his nephew. And it's then we don't know Reason's. It's a big question because here's the thing we also don't know Reason's last name. So everybody's like, all right, well, then could it be Danon? Yeah. Um, Everybody's talking about the fact that Danon, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this Gaelic. So I'm very sorry to my ancestors right now. Um, but there's actually a type in Celtic mythology of it, like Gaelic Celtic mythology, particularly, um, I think Ireland in particular, but Celtic mm-hmm. broadly, it is called Tuatha de Danon, which mm-hmm. is Gaelic for people of the goddess Danu. And it is a race of people who inhabited Ireland before the arrival of basically modern Irish people. Long story short, Danon is a basic, is basically a Celtic type of like ancient Irish fae. So like Sarah J. Mass cool. got the name Danon from right. this like ancient race of, of like Irish Celtic, like Celtic fae, yeah. which means, well, it means nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason that just confirms my like, 
that must be Reason's last name too. And that mm-hmm. must be like, if it's this ancient race of Faye and that's where she got Danan from, yeah. like, it just dry, like, I don't know why, but that just like proves, it proves my point. Well, um, I think it probably it does. I think it, I mean, I feel like it kind of does because if we think about the subtle hints that she's put in anything, like the Illyrian warriors were actual warriors. Um, mm-hmm. long, long time ago, the Valkyrie warriors were actual warriors. Like she pulls na- titles like this for a reason to link them yeah. to actual yeah. meanings. Right. Even though this is all created by her and it's her own world and it's a whole thing. But like a lot of these names that she's pulling aren't from just nowhere. So it would yeah. make sense if that tied together. Yeah. Um, and this, again, would just say that Bryce and Rune's ancestors came from Corinthian. Mm-hmm. Ergo, coming from yeah. Rune's Rune family. Yeah, Corinthian would be the middle. Coming from Reese. Reason's family. Mm-hmm. Because Regulus mentions that Bryce's breed of fae came from a verdant land rich with magic. When Bryce lands in Corinthian, what type of grass does she land on? Verdant grass. Uh, also, she speaks the language that hasn't been spoken there in 15,000 years. Right, 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 right. And then he also mentions that her star on the chest is a beacon to the world from the which the Fae originally came, and it will lead them back to that world. So interesting that she wanted to go to hell, but ended up in Perinthian when using her power. I think that ties back to what we just talked about. Like, if Perinthian's, exactly. like, the basis, and then throughout time yeah. and wars, like, rips started happening... And yep. then that's how Aelin fell through and Bryce showed up and like. Perinthian's ground zero and Rune and Bryce as siblings came from the original Feyland, which is Perinthian, ergo probably Reason's family line. Um, also going back to the dust court, um, that Thea came from the lost dust court. Uh, Danica's project is called Dusk Truth. Dusk's Truth. You have the whole time there. Danica had, yeah, the whole time Danica had the secret project, it was called Dust Truth. Damn. <laughs> I didn't think about that one, man. It's called Dust Truth. I'm going to be honest. Like, I know Danica is on some shit, but sometimes I think she she just be crazy, you know? And I'm like, she's just off the wall. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I know. And then she's obviously probably there's on lots something of theories there, obviously. But like, I mean, there's that's no another way, hit, right? Like that's just a there's, little Easter there's egg. No that, there's no way that Sarah J. Mass was like, I'm going to write this character who was secretly up to this thing for years before the events of Crescent City One, right? And I'm going to name Danica's secret project something unrelevant: the Bloodhound like, no. who can scent, yeah, everyone's lineage and their powers and has yeah. her own secrets is up to all of this and has these two secret projects that's uncovered. Yeah. Mm. So then Throne of Glass. I ah. know. Uh, yeah. uh, Regulus mentions that the wolves are the wolves shifters. So, you know, like Ethan and Connor, mm-hmm. they are fae, but not from where Bryce's type of fae are from. But he does mention that they all came from a different planet where all fae in that world shared their form with an animal. So, and then perhaps at one stage shared a world with Bryce's kind of fae too. So I think we have Bryce and Rune, whose lineage originally came from Perinthian, mm-hmm. at Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. 
and then Throne of Glass universe split off, mm-hmm. and you have all of the Fae who, according who, all of the Fae in that world shared their form with an animal, and right. then you split off into Crescent City, where you ended up with people from both Corinthian and Throne of Glass. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then it says, like, I can't keep a certain fey, hawk, mountain lion, and wolf out of my head. Um, <laughs> Throne of Glass also has witches, too. And right. witches are also in Crescent City, so there's, right. like, potentially some crossover that, like, I think it was Manon's Brandy. coming was... back, baby. Oh, thank God. I'd love <laughs> to see some fucking Manon. Um, I would love... Uh, oh, we actually said there's a spoiler warning, so it's fine. Um, yeah. I know that Rune and um, the Hind are, like, probably mates at this point, mm-hmm. but I would love watching Manon. And by that, I mean reading Manon and Rune hook up, because I you feel like that would just be... The Hind? Yeah. The Hind. What? That's what it Fine. says in the audiobook. Because she's, like, know, part deer. You. She's, like, part deer, right? So it's the Hind. Huh. All right. Uh... <laughs> This is why one of us reads and then one of us listens to the audio book. This is what I did with this book because uh, we're taking a, a short pause here. So because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. moved literally yeah. the weekend it came out and I was like, I am not yeah. emotionally stable enough for moving across the country to read this yeah. book right now. Right. So I waited. Yeah. But then I was like, now I have to speedy quick read it because I'm trying. We, we're going to record this episode. and I just need all of the tea. I need everything. Right. So I had yeah. it on Kindle. I have the physical copy and I have it on Audible. And so uh, my <laughs> Audible and my Kindle automatically like go to wherever I'm at. Yeah. And I would just flip yeah. my physical book to whatever page I'm at so that I could like any Smart. point of the day at all times I was able to read and or listen. Driving, You're listen. Ready. Stop driving, reading. Like it was perfect, perfect, perfect. I love it. But that's how we got some pronunciations um, going on here from what the Audible it's says. It's important. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, I think we all know the horn is clearly, like, the fourth trove. Yeah. Um, Hunt is somehow related to Thur. I think a lot of people thought that the Underking was going to be Hunt's father, but, like, that guy was a dick and clearly not his dad. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) I saw a really good theory about Hunt's dad, but I have no idea how the timelines would measure up. Mm. Um, when they talk in A Court of Silver Flames, mm-hmm. which is where we probably see the most hints about CC2 is in Silver Flames. Mm-hmm. We see that uh, that one guy whose name escapes me, when he is explaining the blood rite to Nesta, mm-hmm. the original blood rite, they mention, like it's a quote in the book, that at that passage near the top of the mountain that they were at, one of their old fey ancestors held off a bunch of armies at that pass mm-hmm. with lightning. Like he's described with having lightning and there's all these quotes about lightning. And that's how they, they got the blood right to honor that guy who held off all of these armies with lightning. during some crazy battle with lightning. And there was other evidence for it. We will link it in the description, but basically the theory was that that was Hunt's dad, this crazy mythical fae who used all this lightning, but that would have been thousands and thousands of years ago. And if Hunt is only 200 years old, yeah, that, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work because that guy died in battle. So it's not like he went on to live another thousand years and have kids. Yeah. So 
It's a really also, interesting theory, but I don't think the timelines measure up. I mean, he could just be a descendant from it. Yes, he could be a descendant. Yeah, he could be descended from that line. But, um... Which would be more of, like, a Throne of Glass-esque, you know, a mm-hmm. descendant of the person as opposed to, like, a direct relative that we've kind of gotten used yeah. to seeing. Like, Throne of Gra- yeah. Glass is more so, like, a little bit further of a descendant lineage. Um, mm-hmm. So that might tie in that way. And also because, yeah. like, Reese is, like, 500 years old. Yeah. And Hunt's only, like, 200 years old. Yeah. And so that definitely wouldn't pan yeah. out but yeah could be she a does descendant. mention how many could be a descendant and of course there's many mentions as to how many times bryce thinks he looks like third so like yeah and his yeah, powers yeah. are really really similar that would be another descendant thing but like that's a lot that's a big common one too um the other theory is that these riffs are everywhere throughout sjm's books and mm-hmm. the question is it's more of a question than a theory but is there a lot of more passing between worlds than we thought, because it says Thea and her daughters figure out figured out where all the lifts were. Prompt, the rifts were promptly closing them, but that doesn't mean that there aren't rifts still open in the other favorite worlds. Meeting crossing can happen, and it would explain a lot of crossover between lineage and missing characters showing up. So, like, there's something where like there's probably more hopping on as we go. Yeah. Um, and then my personal fate. There's a couple couple more and then i just assembled some like questions that people have that okay okay there are no theories for yeah um there's a really good theory or probably just more a suggestion at this point that hind sorry not hind hind and rune are probably going to die because it talks about his line ending with him and a lot of people talk about okay but that just means bryce is going to come to power and he won't and etc etc so my only thing with that, before I even let Death of Rune enter my head, okay, is that <laughs> I was thinking maybe the royal line, because they, like, smashed the patriarchy type of thing, and they have no more royal fey, in the yes. sense that is what, that's what that's I was thinking. Very, that's what most people are thinking, and I would agree that's the most realistic, is because the oracle said that, like, the line ends with him because it's going to go to Bryce, and it's not... It's not going down the paternal line through him. Right. That's the most feasible. I do think that's what's happening. But there's more than one person, and I've heard this in my DMs too, of people saying, like, I don't know. I feel like Hind and Rune, Rune are going to go out in some blaze of glory together. No. And more than one person has mentioned it where that's the vibe that they're getting. And I'm like, I think that would be the most devastating thing that Sarah J Mass will have ever done. Well, here's the thing. Sarah J Mass is there the possibilities are endless. Anything can happen. But she has told us she likes happy endings for her characters. She wants she happy endings for her characters. And she Rune does. is a major character and I I just if she's let Tamlin live live this long, there's no way she's fucking killing off Rune, right? Like Tamlin's still alive. There's no yeah. way. Right, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a way, um, but like, other, no way, no way. No, no. The other theory was just like, which book is going to come next? And I think it's been confirmed that she's working on CC3 next. Yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen is CC3 is going to come out. That will be next. Um, allegedly, the contract has not been extended from what I've seen. Allegedly, Crescent City is only supposed to be three books. 
allegedly, but again, so was Avatar. So that that's not something to go off of. But CC3 is next. However, most people think that the Asriel's book, which will be Akatar 5, 6 if you count the novella, the next Akatar book focusing on Asriel, um, the events of, like, Bryce probably just dropped into the middle of that book. Mm. Like, most people, like, we'll get CC3, we'll get CC3, but mm. then the events of Akatar 5 are probably, like, she just dropped into the middle. So, like, Akatar 5 will feature, like, the lead-up, Bryce Bryce dropping probably in the middle, and then, like, wrapping up some stuff. Now, I don't think... I think that things are going to connect, but I don't think that we're going to get, like, a fully merged series. Like, I still think that, like... I don't think Reason's going to be a main character in in CC3. Like, I think she's still going to, like... Like, I don't think we're all of a sudden going to be getting reason POVs. We won't get... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's a good theory as far as, like, Asriel's book is going to be, like, the lead up to what's happening with this, you know, big war. Um, but I feel that they're basically going to be more main characters. I don't know if she'll necessarily do a POV, but I feel like it's going to be, like, they're there Maybe. all the time. Mainly just because they're going to show up with this fight and it's going to be like, that's going to be the majority of the next book is like a war, right? Most likely. Yeah, but I don't think that, I don't think they're going to drag Corinthian into that war. And I don't see reason being like, yeah, I'm cool to jump into another battle that involves a world. That, like, I think that there, it's kind of going to be just like constant knowledge sharing. So like Bryce drops into Valaris, learns a bunch of shit from Corinthian, like gets some help. They send her on her way. Like, I just don't, maybe with some here's things. Here's the thing, though. We know what a like, like a bleeding heart Feyre is. And Bryce drops in distraught about her mate being at death door and having to save I it. I know. And so I, know, I just feel Feyre. like Feyre is going to be like, we have to help. Like, we have to go. We have to help. And they're going to fly into this war. And the Bat Boys are going to, like, swoop in. And then Aelin and whoever else is probably going to show up, too. I have a feeling they're all going to show up. I think you have read The Battle of the Five Armies maybe too many times. <laughs> You know it's gonna be funny though. If it comes out this fucking happens, I'm referencing this moment and be like <laughs> I do not think we're gonna get a three-way universal it's battle. Like a fucking, I think it's, it's like a fucking uh, battle of Helm's Deep where look to the sunrise and then like the bat boys are flying over the mountain and it's like <laughs> they're here. <laughs> We are not going to get a three-way universal battle a la but like, why of the I don't know. I just feel like there um, has to be a reason that she's leading all this up to, like, having no, mocked her back and then she's going to be like, boom. I think, I think there's a reason, and it's to connect them, but I don't think it's necessarily to, like, pull them all together. Because you also have to think from, a, like, a business standpoint – Akatar is, I think, absolutely probably a better seller than Crescent City. Clearly, they both do fantastic. I would be hard-pressed. Clearly, you need to... If you read both of them, you now have so much more knowledge of what's happening. But I would imagine that there's a business mind of also still keeping Akatar somewhat separate, so Akatar could be read on its own um, for business purposes. Because also, you have to realize that 
ACOTAR is technically marketed as YA and mm-hmm. Crescent City is absolutely marketed as adult. Right. And it's probably tricky for them to say like, yeah, we've got this six book YA series, but you have to read a 3000 page adult trilogy for the last <laughs> book to make sense. Like I just from like purely a business standpoint, I don't think that works. Interesting. Like, I don't I mean, think that they would do that. It makes, I mean, I that makes that sense. The crossover has happened, like, clearly it's a thing, but I think that, like, the books themselves will remain separate enough mm-hmm. that you could read it. But there are some questions, because when um, when Bryce lands, she says that the townhouse smells like bread and roses, and everybody's like, why the fuck is Elaine here? Everybody thinks that's a reference to everybody thinks it's a reference to Elaine. And they're like, uh, why the fuck does she land and it smells like Elaine, but Azrael's the first one to find her. The fuck y'all doing with that noise? So everybody's trying to figure out what that is. Um yeah. which is interesting because she does she lands and that is the, you know, it says that it smells like. So um those those are the big ones, man. I gotta say those are like those are all my theories if you can believe it. I mean, I can. I here's the other thing too, though, of why I think it's going to be a Helm's Deep Battle of the Five Armies situation. Okay, because okay. if they're going to relate Amran to the Asteri, uh huh, they're going to have to tie that back in. I know, like, there's going to be references to the other series in both a hundred percent. But what I think, maybe I should like illustrate my point better. But, like, what I think is going to happen is, like, let's say it's Akatar 6, right? Yeah. We learn that Amran's a Steri. Yeah. I think in Akatar, like, in the Akatar book, it'll just say, like, and then Bryce dropped from hell. But it'll be worded in such a way that it's, like, and then a fae fell through a portal from another world. And we learned that Amran is a descendant of that fae. Like. Of the angel. Or whatever. Right. Like, I, I just, but I don't think they're going to, like, say, oh, it's Bryce from Crescent City. Like, I think they're just going to word it in such a way to, like, explain to it to the, the reader. still separate to an extent. Right. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to, I think they're definitely going to explain it to where it's like, oh, and then, like, yeah, Bryce showed up. Like, a fae from another universe dropped into the townhouse. And then we, that's when we learned that Amran was this thing called an Asteri. But it's not going to be, like oh, Bryce showed up and we learned that she's the seventh sister who was swallowed by the prince of the pit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It definitely, so, like, there's no, I they're, just, they're together at this point. They're together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, the crossover has happened. Right. But I think there's going to be more detail in Crescent City where it's probably assumed that most people have read Akatar. Right. But I think they're going to keep the interference in the next Akatar book. Probably lower, but also minimum. everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know where the fuck did Azriel get the dagger from? Then where did he get the shadow dagger? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because got it. So where? Where? Yeah, where? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. and I'll be interested to see what all she does with it. I so in my head, I keep going back to Throne of Glass. So, Akatar wasn't overly intricate with, like, the plot lines crossing, right? It was a little mm-hmm. more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, better, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, somewhat the characters were just a little better developed, but it wasn't as much as, like, crazy intricate. Throne of Glass, mm-hmm. however, 
threw you through a bunch of loops and all of the storylines somehow crossed in multiple ways that you didn't see coming until the end, until it all came together and you were like, wow, what the fuck? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where my brain was going to when I was thinking about the projection of like Crescent City 3. Right. Mm-hmm. So I could see yeah. if she maybe yeah. kept it to a minimum to the last or like next book of Akatar. But I, I feel just like with Akatar. Crescent City 3, yeah, I it's agree. going to be both of them majorly involved. I think it's to have full some throttle. Big yeah. I think it's full throttle for Crescent City 3. I think. It'll be like watching it through the window of the car as you drive past when you in the next Akatar book. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think like the Akatar thing, it's, they're just like driving by, and like, oh hey, look at that, that's happening. But I think the POV and CC three will feature the Akatar character. I think here, here's a better way to say it. Okay, okay, okay. In a shorter way of saying it, <laughs> I think that the Crescent City series will feature the Akatar characters. Mm-hmm. way more than the Akatar series features the Crescent City characters. Okay, fair. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I bet the next Akatar yeah. book is primarily around yeah. the love triangle that is uh, Gwyn, Az, and fucking Elaine. Yeah. Right, so... Fucking Elaine. Fucking well, Elaine. You've got, the, you've got the harp, which can open, mm-hmm. as mentioned, is like can open rifts to worlds and things like that. So right. um, that's another big one. Is everybody think it's good? They're going to use the harp to get Bryce where she needs to go. Smart, smart, so smart. I bet that's probably, we were talking about how there's probably a lot of portals. I bet, mm-hmm. um, like you had said, someone went through and closed them, but people have stumbled upon rips in them, right? Yeah. And so that's how they keep, yeah. like, flashing around. Yeah. And then the harp obviously can open them. So someone who, you know, 5,000 plus years ago, who knew how to wield yeah. it properly, could have used it as it was supposed to be used, right? Yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 man, oh, man. All right, so here's an off-the-wall question for you. So we've got three major series right here. We do. All are very loved by the fandom, okay? Loved, loved, Um, uh-huh. We've got three main couples. Uh Uh-huh. Out of the three main couples, you know, we've got Aelin Rowan, Reese Farah, Uh Hunt Bryce. Uh Uh-huh. Which is your favorite? It's reason Farah. It's reason Farah, and mm-hmm. I don't love the question because I don't like Rowan at all. <laughs> period. Um, I don't like him. I mm-hmm. I think he's very boring. <laughs> Yell at me all you want. I just I don't even like. I don't even tolerate Rowan. I don't like <laughs> Rowan. I just don't. I think he's a wet fucking napkin. He's the Elaine of people. Oh my God. Um, yes, I know he does more than Elaine does, but emotionally he doesn't. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine having a conversation with that man that did not mean that I was just being bored to tears. <laughs> and I love Bryce. Bryce is my girl, but I don't like Hunt. I think Hunt is also kind of a stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. Um, I said what I said. So that just leaves me with Reason and Feyre. And I love Reason. Reason's great. Like, that's all nice. Um, but the correct answer to your question is because it is A, B, C, or D, fill in the blank, the correct answer to your question is D, fill in the blank, and it's Cassie and Ernesto. So. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So uh, I love Aelin. I love mm-hmm. Bryce. I don't. I, don't I like know you Aelin. don't like Aelin, but we have <laughs> reasons for why you don't like Aelin, okay? Um, <laughs> flip me off all you want. You know it's true. I'm, for those of you for those of you at home, I'm flipping Alyssa off through the Zoom. 
<laughs> you love me. I love Aylin. I love I Bryce. Favor gets mm-hmm. on my ever-loving nerve. Um, but I gets love Reese. Okay. Yeah. So if I could have like those three and leave mm-hmm. the other three, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That's right. But that's that'd what I'm cool. saying. That's why the right. That's you don't have an answer either. That's why the right answer to your question is D. Fill in the blank. Cassie and Nesta. So here's here's my if if I was looking at each series individually. Uh-huh. Looking at Throne of Glass, uh-huh. Dorian Minon. Yeah, a thousand percent. Well, Lorcan. Elite Lorcan, Lorcan, right? Lorcan. I, yeah, Dorian Lady Minon. Lorcan. So then if I'm looking at Akatar, obviously uh-huh. Cassie and Nesta, duh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then if we're looking at Crescent City, Rune all day, baby, right? Rune, Rune and Hind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at the, the characteristics of the men that I've just picked out, murderous henbos. Yeah. <laughs> I will take the murderous himbo who's a side character technically um but who has some sort of like death moniker like Cassian is like what general of the he's fucking general of the death people I don't know no that's not what it is <laughs> that's not what it is um <laughs> General of the Night King's armies, the uh, Night Lord, whatever the fuck. That, uh, my brain's like Battle of the Bastards. Um, the General Commander have, of the Night Court's there armies. There it is, General Commander. Mm-hmm. Hot. Um, I will take the dark-haired, murderous himbo who is technically a side character in every single one of Sarah J. Mass's stories. And that means Lorcan, that means Cassian, that means Rune. Here's my here's my other question too is like who actually and I mean I know there are people out there and I want to know I want to know but who actually is a diehard for the main characters right who whose main characters are more there of their favorite than like the side characters no. but yeah I but know we there's did a lot the of boy- them out we, there I I know I just but we don't did know the them. boyfriend March Madness and fucking reasoned one oh it was so boring it was so so many people asked if we could do it again without the bat boys in it and i was like mm, maybe but also no we have to have cassian <laughs> no because cassian yeah yeah and guess what kids you don't like it start a podcast do it your way if you don't like it do it your way i will rig shit for cassian every fucking time and if you don't like that start a podcast rig it for somebody else we tried to rig it and y'all didn't let us yeah, we tried, but unfortunately, <laughs> poll results are public, so we couldn't. We were like, fuck, man. Uh, I was hopping over to my personal and voting every time, but <laughs> fucking lame. I was picked reason. I know. Gosh dang it. And I was like, um, so this is a lesson in alienating your audience. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. Obviously, we all have different tastes. We all have different likes. We all have different preferences. This is why authors like Sarah J. Mass include a wide variety of characters, right? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. you can relate to one character or another. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to know who the people are that like sure. the main characters the most out of all of the characters, right? Because, they'll you know, i you now because you've just said it. So uh-huh. they'll find you. Let me know. Let me know. Because I know a bunch of the people who are like as overcast, right? Like I get, I get that. I can see that. Sure. But there's, there is obviously very clearly a large audience out there that picks Reese over everyone or Rowan over everyone or Hunt over everyone. Right. And I just, I just want to know. I just want to know. Yeah. Because yeah. I think most people I've had direct conversations with, not just like voting on the polls, 
have been mm-hmm. like Azercast, right? Or, yeah. you know, Rune or yeah. uh, Lorcan or, you know, Fenris or whoever, whoever, whoever. I'm but, just saying, coming out of CC2, I have seen way more Rune art than I have seen Hunt art. And I think we can all collectively agree that Rune has come out on top. You know what's just- also interesting to me is there hasn't been, and I, I mean, I'm not asking for it, but there hasn't been a ton of Ethan art either. Hunt I've and seen Ethan. One. I don't like Ethan. When he when the he was hit by that little demon thing, I genuinely thought that he was dying, and I was like, "Oh, I actually kind of like that. That's a good motivation for Bryce. Like, this is probably the best purpose that he can serve. Like, it's good to have a death, so we take things seriously." Um, and then she fucking killed Cormac instead. So, like, fuck off. Yeah, that was kind of upsetting, huh? I, but I'm I, okay with that. I was I was kind of okay with that though because like he was in love with Sophie. Mm-hmm. And she she died like when we learned that she she had died she mm-hmm. really had and that mm-hmm. there was she wasn't in hiding somewhere I was I was kind of okay with it because I was like okay they're together in the afterlife so I was like kind of okay with it because like his true love wasn't with him anymore but like fuck that was brutal yeah but I was hoping that it was Ethan I was like take Ethan not Cormac I don't <laughs> like this whole like Cormac had a redemption arc we liked the guy we liked him I don't like this fucking like now I'm gonna go find this like. Ugh, this like wolf prophet who's stuck in a thing owned by this Merlin character. Like, fuck off. I don't want an <laughs> Ethan redemption arc. I don't care about him enough. Yeah. If he yeah. kills Sabine, then fine. Cause that bitch needs to die. But like, there we go. I That's really what it is. I just don't is. care about Ethan. That's really what it is too. Tamlin and Sabine are still alive. And you're going to tell me people yeah. think she's going to kill Rune when Tamlin and Sabine yeah. are still alive. Like, I'm Come not on. saying I think it. I'm just saying I've seen other people think it. I just, I think Unless, that would just be, yeah. that would just be, be a crime. Be that would just be a crime against her series. Yeah, you know? I mean, we appreciate right, the artistic process. We appreciate what she chooses to do, but also, but don't do it. no. Don't do it. Don't do it. But also, <laughs> fuck you. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> I'm sure we will come out with a second part to this because I'm. you guys always flutter in boxes and comments with other cool theories and stuff that we missed. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you have not checked out the Akatar Fan Theories podcast, head over there, take a listen. We will be back with more fan theories very soon. It is something you guys love to chat about, and we love finding them too. So head up in our DMs. Everything's mm-hmm. linked in the podcast description. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your theories. Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to get Akatar 5? Are we going to get CC3 next? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. And until then, ladies and gents, remember the three golden rules Count of three. Queen's Best and Tropes. Count them. Three. First one, Christians ruin everything. <laughs> number, number two. One. <laughs> always number one. Christians ruin everything. Number two, practice safe witchcraft, mm-hmm. please. And number three, dragons are always a good idea. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>